Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up. How y'all doing? I got the owner of Greasy Spoon, Max Bozeman the second. How you doing? Good, man. How's it going? It's been good. How was um how was Tycoon Weekend? Ah uh, man. <laughs> Tycoon Weekend was kind of crazy, man. The city was on fire. You mm -hmm. know, uh it was a good look for for just the city as a whole. But uh, even more in particular for, you know, young black hustlers, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. people that's out here moving and shaking uh, because a lot of us, you know, got the opportunity to, for one, rub shoulders with each other, mm -hmm. uh, network, uh, but then also, uh, you know, provide services to people beyond, you know, who we typically service on a day-to-day -day basis. So it was, it was dope. How we talked about this at the gym a little bit. How important is it to have relationships or be in these rooms to like network with with people? I mean, you know, like we talked about, it's it sound cliche. You know, relationships are worth more than money. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people hear that and say it because it's cool, but it's like, nah, that's that's gold. You know, it's it's golden because you know um, everybody doesn't have you know, the resources up front, you know, whenever you're trying to build, uh, you might not have access to bank loans or investors or, you know, inheritance. And so the uh, the easiest way to kind of, you know, make ground on what it is you're trying to do uh, in your respective area of life, you know, is to, to meet people who are already doing what you're dreaming about doing for one, you know, and, you know, cut that learning curve you know, in, in half or just slice it in general, you know. Uh, but then more than that, you know, you're able to to allow people to put you in positions that it took people hundreds of thousands of dollars to get, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, years to attain. And so I treat relationships and I value them. And and, and that's kind of why I, I wear my heart on my, on my sleeve because I'm so loyal to people. You know, um, because I understand the value of relationships and how beneficial uh, they can be and how damaging they can be as well, just oh. through my experience. So, yeah. So you, you opened up a look, you had a, you got a location on the north side yeah. and you just opened up a location on in Pearland. Right. What made you come to Pearland? Man, um, <clears throat> so my, my north side location, and I'm going to say north side just to be, you know, uh, but I, I'm from the north, so it's <laughs> north side really when I talk. But uh, I, I actually never even planned on opening that location up. Uh, my initial location I planned on being like around in the Heights area. Okay. And so uh, at the time, my catering company had dozens of catering accounts, like corporate accounts uh, throughout the city. And so um, I needed space, you know, to be able to to facilitate all the production that needs to happen, you know, Monday through Friday. 
at the time, I was cooking out of our private school. You know, we have a private school too. And uh, so I used the kitchen at our private school and um, and it was just it was just way too much. And so I was, I'm looking around for spots. I found a little restaurant uh, that the owner was trying to, you know, get out of and sell. And uh, and actually, it was, she had two and uh, I ended up being able to acquire both. Uh, I just chose not to even open the other one up in Acres Home and got the one in Cy- uh, off Cypress Station on the north side and use it for catering. I use it from like 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, that's it. And it mm. sat for the rest of the day. And at some point, like a light bulb went off, like, Max, what are you doing? I know you want your first location to be in the Heights area um, because that's where a lot of our other businesses, my other businesses are and a lot of, you know, family that can help, like kind of get the new business off the ground. Um, and so, I said, man, I might as well open it up. I'm paying the same amount for the building and I'm only using it for four hours. Mm-hmm. And it's sitting here in the middle of a community, you know, and I went to school out there, high school. I graduated from Westfield, you know. And so one day I just said, man, I'm going to open up the restaurant here first and then go to the Heights. Well, I opened the restaurant up. It took off. Uh, it was a blessing. It went crazy. And um, it went so crazy that I had people driving from all over the city you know, to that little location, which is like 1,600 square feet. That's it. And um, people be lined up down the sidewalk for hours trying to get in. And I found out that uh, probably a third of those people were driving from Pearland. Uh-huh. How'd you find that out, though? Uh, talking to them. Talking to them? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're coming like, hey, look, we drove all, all the way from Pearland. Yeah. And I started hearing it more and more and more and more every day. Oh, we're from Pearland. And then I trained my, my, my staff to start asking customers, you know, where y'all coming from? You know, so I can kind of get a better idea of who my clientele was. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, okay, if I had 30% of my customers driving an hour away to come to get food, it would make a lot of sense for me to just put a restaurant where they are mm-hmm. because now they can one, come more often because you're not going to drive an hour every week. Mm-hmm. You know, you might make it a once a month type, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. You can come more often. And then two, those who have the desire to come but just can't make that that commute, I'm in their backyard now. You know what I'm saying? And so that's literally what I did. And it was it was it was game over from day one, you know, honestly. Okay. Um can you tell me about your upbringing, like on the north side? Like how you, you came up and everything? Yeah, yeah. I um you know, I was fortunate to come from a a, a good family, you know. Um I wasn't, I didn't have a silver spoon, but I wasn't poor either. You know, I, we were middle class. Mm-hmm. And um, and from a financial standpoint, um, however, from a, influ- you know, in a level of influence and, you know, positions of power, it was even greater than that as far as my family and who, you know, who we were connected to and everything that we were involved in. And so I was blessed to be exposed to, you know, a lot, you know, when I was at, a, I was young. Uh, my great grandfather, he owned one of the uh, first black funeral homes in the state of Texas. Um, he was a, a millionaire, you know, um, that's all I knew as a kid, you know, my grandfather's a millionaire. So I didn't, I thought that's just what life was. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I would go to his house and he'll let me go in his safe and 
people's old school. So we're here, have hundred K, you know what I'm saying? In the cash. safe. Yeah, cash, you know, and I'll be just in there playing with money at, at, at three at three or four years old, you know, like just mm-hmm. and so I didn't know that that was doing something, you know, uh to me uh psychologically. It was creating a uh an expectation that I didn't realize at the time. And so I grew up thinking that this is what life was, you know what I'm saying? And so I didn't have, you know, to figure out what I wanted to be at that point. It's like, I'm supposed to be rich. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my great, my great grandfather is rich, you know, and then you, it trickles down and then, you know, my uncle's successful. And so it's just like, you know, I'm around NBA players and NFL players and, you know, all these different people, politicians, I'm flying to Austin on planes with with state representatives and all of this kind of stuff. And uh, and so it just created like a mindset, you know, and and as I grew older, I just continued to cultivate that mindset um, and at some point take my own initiative to, you know, decide, hey, look, this is what I really want to be. You know, this is the life I really want to live. And not so much because my grandpa was able to buy all his cars cash and give everybody money and and live, you know, uh, uh, the life he wanted to live, but more so because I saw what he was able to do in the lives of other people. Uh Uh, You know what I'm saying? And so he was such a blessing to so many other people, my uncle, my grandfather, my everybody was just such a blessing to the community. And I saw that and I saw the love that they got back. And I said, man, that's what I want to do, you know? And so, you know, uh, that's just what it was for me coming up. Um, how'd you get started in the restaurant business? I know you've been in like you like a fifteen year vet. So how, how did it all start? Man, I um the rest I got in the restaurant business just I won't say by fluke, you know. I opened up my first business at nineteen. I was going to TSU at the time and uh I had the opportunity to purchase a convenience store from um uh a Pakistanian guy who I was friends with and um, the street where my uncle's church is and where we develop apartment complexes and subdivisions and everything. One of the only strip centers on that street that we didn't own um, is where that convenience store was. And so uh, I would always walk over to the store and get chips and stuff as a kid. I became cool with his son. Uh, he played, we played basketball together and um and I told him one day, I said, like, one day I'm going to buy your store from you because all I knew was my family owned everything else on this block, you know? With that store? With that strip center mm. that had that store, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, one day I'm going to buy this store from you. He was like, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm young. I'm a teenager. And i never forget, man, he hit me up. It was probably my second year in college. And he said, hey, Max, you remember you told me years ago you want to buy the store? Oh. He was like, um, well, I'm, I want to I want to sell it to you. For real? Yeah. He thought of you for real? I'm telling you, that's how it happened. Yeah. Hey. And so um, I ended up getting a store and um, and grinding it out. Um, I ended up flipping that store and ended up buying a gas station down the street, which is a whole nother story. But um so I started, that's kind of how I got started in business, right? You still got the gas station? No, 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 no. You I sold that, yeah. Okay. And so, um, and so, um, at the, so that gas station, I, that's kind of where I met my, my, my ex-wife, oh. you know? 
And um, <laughs> and yeah. I, I knew her family, you know, uh, you know, for years we're from the same hood. Mm. Like her, her, her little brother, you know, played football with my little brother, you know. And so I knew her family. I just didn't know her. And so we ended up dating. Uh, her mom had uh, we ended up dating and get married. Her mom had just opened up a restaurant and um, and she had a lot of passion for it. She was just missing some, some key pieces to, you know, take it to the next level. And so I looked at it and was like, man, man, this is what I can come in and do, which would change the whole dynamic of the situation. And uh, I basically got rid of the gas station and put almost everything that, you know, all, as far as my effort and energy into that business. So you took all that money and put it into that restaurant? No, I didn't have to put no money into it like that. Now, it was times when things came up that I would have to, you know, take care of, mm -hmm. which, you know, and I, I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't even be, you know what I'm saying, even you know, discussing that did, situation. Did, but did she give you equity? Did they give you equity when you? Well, that, that's a whole, that's another a whole, another, <laughs> that's a whole another story that you know, that um, that at the end of the day, you know, it worked out for both parties uh, because you know I was able to add you know uh, value. massive value mm -hmm. uh, into that brand, um, which you know. That's, you know, my my kids, you know, that's their grandparents, you know, and their mom. And so I don't I don't regret that at all. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, if, if I had to do it all over again today, I would, you know. Um, and then it also gave me the opportunity to figure out the restaurant industry uh, while going through that process to where I was able to, you know, move on from that and create my own brand and empire which, um, you know, both of us are doing extremely well now. So it worked out. Have you ever thought about like doing a course, like how to start a restaurant? You know, I, I think about, and not necessarily just a restaurant, um, but business in general, but then you have to do some things with specificity um, because people are going to look at what they see you as successful as. They don't even know all the other stuff that oh. you have going on or what you did. They look at what they can publicly see. Yeah. And so people are attracted to success. Correct. And so because my success looks like restaurant industry, then it's easier for me to offer that, you know? And so um, I mentor so many restaurateurs, you know, restaurant owners and chefs, uh, like in secret, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't even charge them. I just, it's just, it's just free game, you know? Um, but at the same time, I am a businessman and it, my team, they're going to look to monetize it some kind of way uh, for it to make sense. Yeah. Um, and so that should be happening soon. You give back a lot. Um, I saw you gave a card to a, a single mall. Yeah. Yeah. You gave a lot of uh, food to like during COVID. Uh, what makes you, Give back so much, man. That's all I've seen all my life. Like, like my my, you know, my <clears throat> uncle, my my family's church is 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 a is a prominent church within the city, um, and you know, my entire family uh, from my mom's side is engulfed within that, you know, and so I grew up, you know, going into these communities and and being a blessing to you know the least, the last, and the lost, you know. Um, I seen it with my eyes. I've been walking down the street myself, and 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 bringing people, you know, in to to feed them and to clothe them. Um, 
and to just even more than material or the tangible to give them something that's intangible, which is hope. Um, and so because I've seen it all my life, I've been a part of it all my life. And now I'm in a position where I'm able to do it, you know, on my own terms um, and even at a greater level, you know, uh, you know, in some cases. And so um, I just continue to do that, you know, um, to whom much is given, much is required is what I was taught growing up. I believe that and I feel like, you know, you're blessed to be a blessing to others. And as long as I continue to to give and, and, and put forth the effort to make somebody else's life a little bit better, then I continue to position myself to to receive whatever it is that I need, you know. Would you, um, I ask this to all my guests, um, would you be mad if your kids didn't want to be an entrepreneur, they just wanted to have like a job, like a nine to five? Uh, honestly, um, probably so. You would be mad? I mean, and I don't know if mad is the, is the, is the, good, the good term. Um, I would, I wouldn't, I feel like I'm building everything that I'm building, you know, for my kids and to, to leave a legacy to give them the opportunity to really do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm not so much concerned about what the profession is. I'm more concerned about what the purpose is, you know, and I would want my children to follow purpose. Um, if that purpose is education, then an education looks like being a teacher, uh, then go be the greatest teacher you can be. Um, but if education looks like, you know, starting your own charter school, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then your dad is in position to make that happen too, you know? And so I'm more concerned with purpose and um, and the passion that drives them, the, the thing that makes them happy, you know, to get up every day and, and give, you know, whatever it is they have in them to that. Uh, so, you know, if that's entrepreneurship, great. But at the same time, I'm gonna make sure that, you know, they have everything that they could ever think they need, mm -hmm. uh, which will free them up to easily do the things that they want to do. And uh, and if that's working nine to five, then that's, that's what they choose to do. Do you feel like you got the best soul food restaurant in Houston right now? Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I, I I think about that often, right? And uh, <clears throat> and you know you can you can look at it and say, man, you really shouldn't, you know, say certain things about yourself. You let the other people say it and all of that, and, you know. But I feel like I feel like I uh, I feel like I'm doing well, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm doing well, and I, I feel like there's nothing and nobody that can interfere with that. Okay. Uh, so you don't feel like like the Breakfast <laughs> Club could like stop your like like take some of your customers or anything like that? Nah, I think I think that I mean for <clears> one, that's 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 even a different cuisine. Those are not my direct uh, competitors. That's more so like strictly brunch type stuff, really, right? As far as bread, but I mean, and you named them, but you can name other restaurants that pretty much are direct competitors. Correct. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't. There's not too many people I know that exist that will outwork me, mm. or outthink me, mm. you know? And so um, I, you know, I come to the table totally different than, you know, I'm not a chef, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not in love with food. 
I'm a businessman. And so my approach is different. You know, I'm coming in like uh, I'm a I'm a beast. You know, I'm a monster when it comes to this. And so I'm going to make it add up and I'm going to figure out and I know what to do. And so I'm not emotionally connected to it like most other restaurateurs are mm-hmm. or chefs are, which can hinder them because they're so emotionally connected and they're blind to what actually needs to happen to like, get them from here to, you know, to not like the, the numbers and the, yeah. Exactly. You know, you, you talk about, you know, a lot of them see, uh, you know, see how I move now, but the, the you know, the things that I have in place are like a, a Fortune 500 company, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my structure and my, my team and, and the, the investments that I make, you know, um, I spend, I probably spend, you know, almost a million dollars a year on staff. For Yeah, I don't, yeah. like, I overpay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have people on payroll and on retainer that, you know, companies that may be technology have, you know, or, you know, some other industry, but restaurants don't typically have this unless you, you know, a Tillman Fatita, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, or a Pappas brand. But, um, but I, and, and not to say other restaurants don't, I don't know what they do, you know, um, per se. But I do know that my approach is to the point where I can turn the notch at my will, mm. you know, and whatever I'm not doing, it's just because I'm just choosing not to do it. I'm just chilling. And, and right now, I'm about to turn up, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'm you you going to open up some more restaurants in yeah. Houston? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where are you thinking? Um, <laughs> I actually have a, 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 a so this is this is you know this is some exclusive stuff. I, <laughs> right <laughs> I, uh, I actually have a uh, a meeting next week with uh, the Economic Development Board in Sugarland. They've been reaching out. Oh, for real, Sugarland. Uh, they've been reaching out to me, That's you know, and asking me to come put a restaurant and where they will provide certain things to my benefit and that I would appreciate if I chose to do that. You know, uh, Katie is an area that I definitely want to go to mm-hmm. as well um, before I go ahead and move to Dallas and Atlanta and Atlanta. You know, Miami and Vegas and LA mm-hmm. because I'm going to those different markets as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I even have other restaurant concepts that I'll do here in Houston. And so it's almost kind of where you see like how Papa's brand does where they have a Papa dough and a Papacito mm-hmm. right next to each other. I have another concept. I actually have two more concepts. Okay. And so in Pearland, it'll be the three concepts. Katie, the three concepts. Sugarland, three concepts. Northside. And then uh, tomorrow, I actually have a meeting at the Pearland location. I was telling you um, with the uh, CEO of Airmark and NRG Stadium because I'm about to get ready to transition to putting the brand inside the stadium uh, and then, you know, throughout the country and other stadiums. So, you know, I just, I just, uh, I just, I'm just in a blessed position and uh, I don't really, I mean, I'm, I'm running my own race at my mm. own pace. Mm. A lot of people get caught up and they see what the next person doing and be like, I got to go open up another restaurant, another one, another one. I don't care about none of that. I own 100% of everything I got. You know, I have no partners. I have nothing. I don't owe nobody a dollar. Like, I'm good, you know? And so, 
would you would you let anybody buy in like like slutty vegan where she she like let people buy in when she went to LA and Vegas and nah. no so nah. no okay I have to okay you know I'm gonna be honest yeah you know, that's one of the things that I talked about how I'm approaching this you know uh, it's totally different I'm not I think that works for certain people mm -hmm. you know um, me I'm more concerned about retaining ownership like I I want ownership I'd rather it take me ten years to do what she's doing, mm. you know what I'm saying? And be 100% ownership of what I have going on and in control rather than it take me four years to do it and I'm a, you know, minority owner. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that she is. I don't know what that situation I'm like, but mm. I just, I, I was taught and I was brought up, you know, seeing how, um, when my grand, my great grandfather, I saw my own eyes, like he sold, he sold the front of home business prematurely mm -hmm. he made millions of dollars but think about if he didn't sell it in the 80s for millions of dollars if his family if he just left it in the family and, and we and we had it now at this point it'd probably be valued at a hundred million dollars mm -hmm. you know because maybe now you got your great-grandson that came along who has a sharp business mind that can take the foundation of what you built and expand it and take it to another level. To next, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, who knows? I don't know. I'm not saying that's what I would be around, you know, corpse, but I'm just saying that's just how you, that's how the game goes. And so for me, people, people have offered me millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. I mean, I've had some people lowball because they don't really understand what it is when oh, I, the numbers I do. And be like, man, you know, I give you, you know, two million dollars, you know, for your for your business for your brand, like two million dollars, like nah, <laughs> what? And I have other people that offer ten. Oh, I mean, it's hard to turn down a ten million dollar check. You know what I'm saying? Like just like that. You know, if you don't believe in your, yourself if you don't believe in that oh 10 mil now nah, in five years i'll be worth 100. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so you got to be that confident uh in yourself and what you can build um and not think that you know where you are is like the peak like now nah, i i climbed the, to the top of this mountain only to see the peak of another one so now i'm about to go to that one and then after i get to that one i'm gonna go to another one you know so you'll never sell I don't, I wouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I tell people all the time, you know, um, I have a, a close friend of mine who's friends with Tim Fatita. She grew up with him. And uh, I like Tim Fatita as a, as a businessman, as a businessman, yeah. right? Certain things uh, about him are, are sharp, you know? Um, and uh, I emulate certain things even. Um, read his book? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm reading it again right now as we speak. For Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so- um, Have you met him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a different guy, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, to accomplish what he's had to accomplish, you may have to be a different person. Yeah, he bought the Rockets. You know? Yes, and uh, and so, uh, but I, I admire his, his ability to accomplish uh, everything he's done at that level and own 100% of it. Mm -hmm. He owns 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 100% is Tillman fatigue. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I said that to say, I said, you know what? One day I'm going to build up a, a restaurant empire 
and I'm gonna sell it to him for like a half a billion dollars. Five, for five hundred million, five hundred billion. I mean, five hundred million, million. Yeah. You know, and um, he, he does those types of plays. Mm -hmm. You know, but it has to show value. And so, what that does to me is, even if I never sell to him, even if he never has the desire to buy it, mm -hmm. if I work and my mindset is, I'm about to build a brand that has so much value that I'm going to be able to sell it to somebody for five hundred million dollars. I still won at the end of the day if I get to that point and don't sell it. Because mm -hmm. now I have a brand that is valued at $500 million. And if I keep it, my kids keep it, whatever, you know, that's fine. But but the process is where the, the, the prize is. You know what I'm saying? And so at that point, if my kids don't want to have nothing to do with it, sell it. my granddad, then, oh, you, you know, Give it to them. Give it to them or, or sell it, you know. Mm -hmm. Have you had like real low points in the restaurant business? Like what was like the lowest? Man, the lowest is when I uh, I battled cancer uh, in twenty twenty, uh, right after COVID hit, and um, and I had just opened up the North Side location, <clears throat> and um, I had to basically sit out. <laughs> had to sit down and not know what the future was gonna hold. Um, Cause this all came out of the blue, and uh, at the time COVID had just hit, which was everybody was uncertain about that, didn't know what to expect, um, and so you know I I had to take my hands off of what I had been in control over. You know I had been in control of my life for so long. Mm -hmm. You know that was the uh, second moment that I didn't have control over. The first one was my little brother being killed. The second one was me being diagnosed with cancer. I had no control over that. And um, and so for the first, you know, first time since that tragic, you know, incident was, you know, I couldn't control my situation. I couldn't go to the restaurant every day and make sure people were doing, doing exactly what I needed them to do. I couldn't make sure that, you know, customers were being taken care of. I couldn't, I couldn't make sure that the brand that I had just invested so much in and spent so much time building you know, was able to sustain. I had to trust that the people I had in place, you know, and the time I've spent with them and the what the things I've invested in them over the time that I, I've, I've known them, they were gonna be able to uphold. And I had to sit back at home or in the doctor's office or in the <laughs> hospital bed and pray <laughs> that I got through what I was going through for one. Mm -hmm. And then that what I, my baby would still be there when I got done. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, just hold on until I, when I get back, you know, I'm going to be able to make sure we good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but they, you know, so it was, it, that was the most difficult time because, you know, I was, I was tired. I was drained. I lost all my weight. Um, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was depressed, uh, because I didn't understand why I was going through this, you know, and, uh, you know. Um, so how do you do Sugar Land? Um, so maybe Katie, well, what's the first? So Dallas, Dallas is gonna be next. Or? Probably Dallas will probably be the uh, the first out of city location, or Atlanta, Dallas or Atlanta. You looking at Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Turkey Lake Hood was talking about going over there. Yeah, I heard, I heard about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have, uh, I mean, my my publicist, she's stationed in Atlanta. Well. Oh, for real? Yeah, and so it's kind of like a, a automatic plug in already with having you know, my PR team already in Atlanta. 
And so that's an easy move. Dallas is easy because it's a little closer, you know, to Houston as far as commuting. Um, and then I have family out there as well. But you got family in Dallas? Yeah. Okay. What do you see yourself in like five to ten years? Um, do you want to like not have to go to Greasy Spoon as much, like, or or are you always gonna do that? Uh, I don't really go anymore now. Oh, you don't go no more? Okay. Um, I go by every now and then just to, even if I go every day, it might be for 10 minutes just to show my face, to dap everybody up. Um, more so because I'm working, um, on other things. If I'm in Greasy Spoon, I pay enough people to be at Greasy Spoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I pay out enough for that to be what it needs to be. Uh, now the things that I can do are what they can't do. You know, and so the things that I can do are not being in the restaurant. It's outside of the restaurant and me studying, me strategizing, me having, you know, you know, create my vision boards and 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 learning and, and going to, to seminars and going and studying other people. And that's that's what I can do that they can't do. Mm -hmm. So the practicality of the operation, um, I have over 60 people on staff that they need they go every day and if i come it's just me coming by to check on my stuff but um i rather use my time and my energy uh on what brings me greater value and that's not you know making a plate uh frying chicken mm -hmm. you know? um, and so uh, i love being at the restaurant but when i go i'm sucked into it Customers want to talk. Customers want to take pictures, and I want to talk to them, mm -hmm. and I want to take pictures with them. They don't even realize, it, mm -hmm. you know. Staff they get spoiled by me being there because everything goes perfect when I'm there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like clockwork. Everything just works. You know, it hits on our cylinders when I'm there, like it as it should, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, when the cat's away, the mice play, right? Yeah. And so nothing will ever be the way it's supposed to be unless your hands are on it. Uh, but you just gotta hope that. You know, it's at least what it needs to be to continue to 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 thrive without you. You know, and so now I have to make myself not go. I'll go to the gym that's in the same parking lot of my yeah. restaurant mm -hmm. and leave and pass up my restaurant and go back home and don't even go in for that very reason. And I it kills me to do it, but I have to because if not, it'll always need me. And if it always needs me, I can't be there nor Sugarland, Katy, Dallas, Atlanta, Miami, LA, all at the same time. So I have to train it to be what it needs to be without me. Um, what was like your moment where you where you was like I made it? Like, what was your like your aha moment? Where, like I made it and I, I'm good now. <clears throat> uh, as far as the restaurant business, or just it could be in my life. It could be your car. It could be anything. Like not in my life. And I mean, I felt like I've always felt like I was. I was good, to be honest with you. Like I, always, you, ne you never like. I mean, I've been in a good situation for a long time. You know, um, I've seen some things, you know, in life, you know, at a very early age, you know, that most people probably not won't see in their entire lifetime, mm -hmm. as far as you know, uh, success, you know, things that look like success, and so. Um, but I will say. At this point, you know, in regards to the restaurant, um, 
and in general, I never feel like I made it. Over. I always feel like I'm behind. Okay. I make myself think I'm behind. That's why I still work as, as hard as I do. That's why I said, like, I'm going to bring something to the table that regular, you know, like a, a chef is not, and not thinking like that. You making, you make $10 million a year. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to thank you, Colonel Sanders. You know what I'm saying? KFC, you know, for me, I'm looking like 10. I need, <laughs> I need a hundred a year. <laughs> I need a hundred a year. I ain't making a hundred a year. So I'm working. I'm studying. I'm reading books. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm burning midnight oil trying to figure out how do I get from here to there. You know, and as long as I, I feel like as long as I feel like I'm behind, you know what I'm saying? I'll always stay ahead. If somebody want to start the start the uh, restaurant business right now, what would you recommend them to, how to start? Um, I mean, for one, you got to figure out what your, your product is that, you know, you feel like you're able to master. Um, people don't pay for mediocrity. They pay for mastery. You know, um, I don't want to go and pay for something uh, that tastes worse than what I can cook myself at home. You know what I'm saying? You got to you got to you got to either save me on time which means now I'm coming to you because it's convenient because I don't have time to cook it at home or you have to beat me in talent, which means that you can do it better than I can do it. Mm -hmm. So you either saving me time or you beating me through talent. One or the other. That's what you I just gave somebody some free game for real. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, and it can be one or the other. It don't even have to be both, you know, because how many restaurants out here, you know, Jack in the box ain't amazing. <laughs> But that line is convenient. Mm -hmm. I can go in and get some food in five minutes mm -hmm. and, and feed my whole family if I need to. I don't eat jack and butter. I'm just giving an example. Mm -hmm. And so um, and so you got to pick where you're where, where you going to be at. It's great to be both. But if not, figure out what your product is. Either, you know, provide convenience and save people time. Uh, beat them through talent by offering some amazing dishes. Uh, you got to build a team. Uh, people, you know, that's very important building a team. A lot of the restaurateurs now are like family owned and operated, especially like black businesses, you know, with everybody in their family working. Well, that's going to only get you so far. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Only going to get you so far. You got to build a solid team and then you got to focus on how to take care of people. That's the main thing. That's the secret ingredient. Like that's that's the, out of all the recipes I got at the restaurant, the main one is taking care of people. You know, and if you don't take care, if you take care of people, man, like people will take care of you, you know? Um, and so I would, I mean, that's, that's it. So and they equate customer service for the language, I guess to say, you know, taking care of people, that's customer service. Um, um, that's that's pretty much that's those are the starters. I guess the rest I have to get. You know, the course that you was talking about, I need to do they get the rest in that. <laughs> Would you do like a vegan recipe? Um, I mean, honestly, I'm I wouldn't I won't say no to never. Um, I'm the kind of guy that I do what I know. You know, um, 
I don't, I stay in my lane. I don't try to be all over the place and do everything and try to appease everybody. You know, there's some great vegan places around mm -hmm. and people who are vegan can go get fed at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why am I trying to create a recipe or two to compete with somebody that the same, the same books and stuff I'm reading and studying that I'm doing and, and and effort that I'm putting towards building my brand based on what my concept is, that person's doing the same thing perhaps for their, and I, I'm not doing what they're doing as far as vegan. So that means I can never be too good enough to beat them. So I'm gonna stay in my lane and do what I do and let them win in their lane, you know? Um, if it comes a time where an opportunity comes across where somebody wants to, you know, bring an opportunity to the table, that makes sense for me you know, and they mastered that, then I could, I'll consider it. Mm. Because it's it's only way I'll, I'll do business is by myself, you know, because I understand what I'm doing or I'm, I'll get somebody, hire somebody, I'll partner with somebody that masters what we're doing. That's the only way. Like, I do real estate too, but I don't know enough about real estate. So you know what I do? I, I got the bread. And so I'm going to partner and, and work with people who they master that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what they breathe. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They wake up thinking about it, go to sleep thinking about it. They, you know, and so I don't have to worry about, is this the right thing to do? Same way with my stocks, you know, and the stock market and investments. I got different people in different areas that are masters mm -hmm. in those particular areas. I can't be a master of everything. So I got to be smart enough to just deal with people who are masters in those areas. And then I leverage their knowledge. I, ne I, I leverage that expertise and then I, I make it beneficial for both of us. So now nah, they can have vegan. Let somebody out here, y'all some vegan experts, holler at me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm leaving it at that. I'm, I'm going to do like this. Either or questions, I ask all the guests. Hey, you just pick one. That's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> Money or equity? Equity. Two million followers or a restaurant? Two million followers. Two million followers over the restaurant? Oh, uh, my restaurant? Yeah. Oh, my, I thought I said, oh, a restaurant. No, 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 a, 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 oh, a, a, oh, my, no, definitely my restaurant. Okay. I thought you were saying in no, general. No, no, a, a restaurant, a restaurant. Oh, two million followers. Okay, all right. Um... 850 credit score or a million dollars? 850. Tour or Airbnb? Airbnb. LLC or Escort? LLC. LLC. Restaurant or bar? <laughs> <laughs> bar. Bar. Okay. I'm, I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> <laughs> You want to know why I said 2 million followers over a restaurant? Why? If you're just saying a restaurant, because the leverage I would have to, to monetize 2 million followers is so much more opportunity than being just a restaurant. Restaurant, that's all you're going to be able to offer is just food. But, and it's hit and miss. But I feel like if you if you put your your touch on there and you- Well, if you were saying do, my restaurant, no, no, that's no, what no, I was no, saying. No, You're you going to turn it into what you- Oh, I thought you were saying like a restaurant no, 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 that's it, just it, out there. It, it, if it's my restaurant, I mean, it, you know, it, it, I, I, I can make a hundred meal off yeah, of it. So it, it, it's, it's a restaurant right now, but you're going to- Gotcha, 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 gotcha. 
Well, you know, I can, I can still, I leverage the 2 million followers with product and services and this and that, and then use that to get another restaurant. Oh, okay. You see what okay. I'm saying? Okay, I, I can't use the restaurant to get 2 million followers, but I can use the resources I get from 2 million followers to go get a restaurant. Okay. Okay, I'll put it. I'll put it. Nah, I'll probably be 